good morning, George. How are you? Morning, Charlie. I am very well. I'm all right. It's been... <laughs> we've started talking about the weather now at the start of these, haven't we? And uh, oh, yeah. and now, you know, it's been raining for the last couple of days. Um, and I am a, I'm a big cricket fan. And there's, there's been rain at the cricket. It's all been a bit kind of miserable. And now the sun's out and there's going to be beautiful weather for the next few days, which is fab. And is there cricket on in the next few days? There is, yeah. Well, well unfortunately, um, West Indies are, are, are doing very well against England at the moment. So I don't know whether I actually want to listen to the cricket, but there will be cricket. So that's the main thing. And I've also got this fantastic, um, I don't know whether you'll be able to post a photo with the, with the podcast. Um, my cup of tea has a nice little, uh, has a cricket jumper on it today. Um, it's a lovely present from a very good friend of mine. Um, so yes, no, I, I mean, I'm a cricket frame of mind. I'm, I'm very well, very well. How are you? I am doing well. I've got a decaffeinated cup of tea this morning, a different style, a, a rooibos tea. Ooh. Because I, I already, I've already had a coffee and I felt like my body might not be able to handle uh-huh. two hits of caffeine in one go. <laughs> um, Smart. But also I wanted to uh, tell you about last week. So so it had been my birthday the Tuesday before we recorded last week's episode or something. And I forgot to mention that our silent friend had sent me some books, two of which were all about the archers. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, what are the titles? What are the titles of the archers books? Okay, so we have The Archers, Year of Food and Farming, a celebration of Ambridge's most delicious produce from the fields to the kitchens. With a side order of gossip. So actually, <laughs> it's a cookbook. Oh, brilliant. Sort of. Sort of a cookbook, but going through the through the year. And then there's like some fun sort of stuff in it with stories. But there's a Welsh fruit tea loaf. Oh, my goodness. Also, I've got to make that up. Haven't I? With apricots in or without? Well, That's indeed. question. I'd be adding them. Um, and then the second book is For the Love of the Archers, the unofficial puzzle book. So it's oh. 200 brain-teasing activities with an archer's theme. So there's like a farming riddle or a word search for dogs or... <laughs> they are wonderful, aren't they? Our, our silent friend is wonderful. He and is. And very kind. I also received a little envelope today, uh, not today, a few days ago, uh, from said silent friend um, with some... Because we were talking about birdsong, weren't we, last week? And uh, mm. and they sent me some uh, some cards that you know those cards where when you open them they play a song um, and yeah, like I think I think quite a lot of them just play Happy Birthday or something. Well, this one plays some bird song. So hang on, you're going to have to guess the bird, okay? <laughs> Can you hear that? <laughs> blackbird. That is a blackbird. Very good. One more. Yes, blackbirds are my favourite. Do I do one more? Because I didn't I didn't know yeah, what yeah, this yeah. one was. Ooh. What do you think that is? Is that a tit? Oh, no. It's a nightingale, <laughs> apparently. Ooh. Which slightly surprised me. Because, and I did say this to my son, I'm not quite sure how romantic I'd find it um, were I wooing a girl in Berkeley Square. And then... Mm. That happened. I don't know. Oi, I, oi, I thought, oi, you! I, I'd, I'd always imagine it being a bit more like... Um, melodic, um, mm. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's lovely. It's a lovely sound. But uh, it is a lovely sound. Um, so I've thank some of these you. cards too. Did you? Yeah, but I've um, I've left them downstairs, so oh, they okay. shall they shall have to wait wait for next week. Yeah, and I will do a quiz with you. Play more guess the guess the bird song. I'll be researching <laughs> from my mum's my mum's book. Oh, that's a great idea. Yes. Thank you, silent friend. Thank you very much. Should we talk about this week's episode? Oh no, we've not even done Thanks. any introduction. How are people going oh to Oh my goodness, George. Everyone's going to be so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I make this assumption that everyone just knows, you know, who we are. I live for your introductions. <laughs> You're so good at them. Hello. Now. So, um, hello everybody. If you've not heard this before, this is Archers and Tea. Uh, it is the podcast where George and I discuss the latest week's episode of The Archers. Normally, in non-lockdown times, we've been meeting up and having a cup of tea and dissecting the whole thing. But due to the uh, strange times that we're all living in right now, we're not able to. So we record our conversations and invite you to join us by listening to our little recordings. 
So grab a cup of tea, grab a biscuit and uh, relax. Absolutely. Enjoy. So this week's episode, uh, let's start with Monday. What a very good place to start. Mm. Um, and we, so we've got, an, we've got an Aldridge week this week, haven't we? We do. Um, and we start off with the patriarch, uh, with Brian. Um, and it's quite nice because it's Brian not necessarily in his element um, because he's looking after Xander. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Him, I think it's quite a nice way of doing the um, the sort of inner monologues is actually the way we talk to babies. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how we sometimes are more open with a sort of a baby or a pet that can't actually respond and we suspect can't really understand us. Um, and so we can be a little bit more uh, vulnerable, perhaps, or honest. Um, and he's talking about the house, of course, because they're not in the beautiful farmhouse. They are in their new house, which is in the village, further in the village, because they had to relocate, you know, back when Brian got caught out for allowing chemicals to be dumped on the land and they had to pay a fine and the fine was so big that they had to sell the farmhouse to cover it yeah and, we, and he just i don't know he sort of has a little bit of a reflection of the fact that zander's not going to grow up knowing them in the in the farmhouse you know he'll probably mm-hmm. only, know, only know this one um but he, he he kind of just has a bit of a, a reflection on family and, and that's there's just this really strong theme this week about family and what what mm. family means, um, which which is really nice, and and he's kind of, I think, thinking about his children, um, both his biological children and and the children that he raised as his own, um, and and in particular talks about Debbie and says how similar they are, and kind of it slightly surprises him because actually she's not his daughter by blood, um, but through being her father. Um, and we'll hear more from well, we will hear from Debbie later in the week. Um, mm. But it, it that that sort of idea is a kind of really strong theme through here. Yeah, I remember when I started listening to the Archers, um, somebody telling me how Brian's favourite is Debbie, um, uh, because it's sort of a constant thing, isn't it? He always just assumes Debbie will agree with him, and he and Debbie are, are on the same page about everything. So when all that happened with the the chemicals on the land and Debbie came home and had a bit of a go at him I think he found it uh, slightly shocking yeah and then he does talk about Adam who he who frustrates him mm. yes and I think they've always kind of had their fallings out over the farm and the running of the farm um and and then we go we do go over to Adam and he's having a bit of a, I think one of the things they actually fell out well disagreed about was Brexit I think wasn't it am I Am I right? Yeah, that? I Did think they have different, so. different opinions on that? I can't really remember which side was which. I remember, I remember a conversation in the bull between Adam and David Archer, actually, and um, it was Adam that was pro Brexit, and it was David who was pro Remain, oh, which okay. I thought was quite an interesting take because Adam, being sort of younger mm. um, farmer, you know, you, you might have ex- uh, expected it to be the other way round, but they both had really interesting reasons for their stance. Yeah, it, it, so it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's, it? You know, I think it is raising a point that has, has been happening throughout lockdown, which is that um, our, uh, I think previously a lot of the workers that would pick the fruit in the United Kingdom um, would be from Europe um, and would come yeah. over for the summer, work a season picking fruit, um, and then um, and come back the following year. Um, but that's not not happening at the moment because of his lockdown um and i think this this has been a you know real life issue hasn't it there, there were mm. adverts weren't there desperate for for people to volunteer as fruit pickers anyone who's been furloughed or or lost their job or um, any students you know come and be a fruit picker um mm. and and adam is, is just struggling to find anybody to come and pick the fruit these are cherries as well aren't they Oh, yes. And, and we learned through this week's episode, which I found was fascinating, that of all the top fruit, it's the most <laughs> fragile. <And laughs> top fruit presumably means coming off of a tree rather than growing underground, do you think? I don't really know. Ooh, <laughs> don't know I did not means. know. I, I wondered whether it was just his opinion of fruit. You know, these are oh, okay. the, <laughs> the top charts. <laughs> Adam's top 40. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you might be right with the tree. Mm. Um 
and that's it, isn't it? He's he's having trouble. And actually, I didn't ever consider the fact that you know, if you don't have enough people to pick all the fruit in time, you can lose half the crop. And if the money you've put into the venture to uh, and invested in, you know, selling fruit, and then if you can't actually sell it, then you've you've lost out on a lot of your income. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is one of those jobs that can't quite be mechanical. I'm having a I'm having a Russell moment here. Um, oh, no, can... Now hold on, this cannot become a name to describe the inability to speak. Mechanized. I think it's one of those roles that can't necessarily be mechanized. Um, ah. I think well, because they, they, they there's a big thing about um, Alice's strawberry pickers, weren't there? Where they did have mm. some that could pick strawberries, but I think it's something about you know picking the right fruit and picking it off of the tree and I don't you can't really have a, a, a robot just kind of walking down the, the line doing that I don't think well yes indeed I find it difficult to even imagine with strawberries but apparently you know the strawberry picker it's specifically strawberries and cannot be converted into being a cherry picker mm. which of course <laughs> which of course there is a machine called the cherry picker but that is a very different kind of machine <laughs> <laughs> yes it is yes <laughs> i was like <laughs> yeah no you're right but he's um adam's keeping all this information from brian isn't he he's not telling him about it mm. see, i think and i think it's just this that slight rivalry between them i think it's a continuation of that you know i'm running the farm now and i can you know you know basically i think deep down he wants to make brian proud i suspect um mm. and and showing that he can do it and he can do a good job and any any time it's sort of it's not working out he's he's um averse to telling brian about it well i understand that to be honest you know it doesn't matter whether you're blood related or not as as they say you know i i alice talks about it later and i don't want to completely skip ahead but when she's got a problem and she says what i'm going to do is i'm going to come up with a plan and then tell my parents about the problem yeah and i was definitely that kid i remember my dad went away for the weekend when i was a teenager and I was allowed to sort of stay at home completely on my own. You know, I was sort of 16, 17. And um, I came home but had left, had not brought my keys out with me that morning. And then dad had left the house since that point. So I was locked out of the house. Um, and I was like, oh no, my dad's away for a whole weekend. I'm locked out of the house. So my friend's mum broke into our house, <laughs> smashed a window. <laughs> Oh my God. And we climbed in and got in from the inside and then and then obviously unlocked it from the inside and all of that and found the key. Uh, and then my friend's mum, you know, I'm so grateful to Sue, uh, had then organised the window to be immediately fixed that for that evening. But I just hadn't told my dad about any of it until the window was fully back in the frame and yeah. everything was safe again. It's <laughs> <laughs> very wise, I think. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm not going to ring you until I have a solution. Yes, I will sort this out. I can deal with this. I can deal with this. <laughs> and um, and he's doing the same. He's keeping Brian off his back. Um, he talks about how he thinks that, you know, thinking of all the things that Brian has done over the years, he should have a bit more humility. And he references Siobhan, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago, of course, because of Archer's Revisited. So it's been great that we've had those episodes because I actually understood the context and sort of things they were talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I kind of thought, oh, yeah. And they, I wonder whether they knew, you know, they either wrote this after they'd played the um, Archers Revisited or knew what episodes there were. But, yeah, it definitely felt like it was helpful having heard that before. We heard mm. Siobhan's energy and, um, you know, yes, life, I think. that uh, Spirit. That, yes, spirit. I was going to say something. I don't know what I was going to say. I'm going to try another long word, but I don't think it's sure quite right. Is it joie de vivre? I was going to say vivacity or something. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Mm. Well, yes, it might be completely wrong, though. Um, but yes. Yes, it could be wrong. And then we go over to, and now I'm going to leave you to do this one, because I know you'll be excited oh, about it. I can believe it. So he references Debbie and how upset Debbie was back then when the Siobhan affair was revealed and then Rory's... He, he was revealed to be Brian's son and how upset Debbie was. And then I did not see this coming. We actually hear from Debbie Aldridge. So some people don't actually, my auntie didn't even know that, you know, to her, it's Debbie Aldridge and she loves Debbie Aldridge. To me, it's Tamsin Gregg, who has played Debbie for many, many years, but has also had a very 
um, successful career in TV, theatre, film. She's extremely funny. She's extremely clever. And she's a bit of a hero of mine. She's absolutely brilliant, isn't she? I um, I mean, in everything she does, she's just so so funny and fantastic. Um, and yes, and it's and it's and, and presumably she started playing Debbie from years and years and years ago before. I, I don't don't like using the word famous, but like before she really took off, you know her her huge career took off. I don't know, mm. um, but yeah. So which means that well, I don't know whether you know the writers have written it in, um, and she's moved away and is living in. Is she living in Hungary? Is that right? She lives in Hungary. Yes, um, and it, and it's and it, I found this quite interesting just because we we hear. I wonder how often in the Archers we've heard from another country. I don't know. I don't know whether we ever would have heard from Kate when she was in in South Africa or anything. But but here we've actually got you know the, <laughs> we are going over to Hungary, um, which I thought was quite wow. interesting. There we are. Yes, of course. That's a really really good point. I don't know. Well, I certainly don't think I've heard something from another country. Yeah. I don't even know if I've heard many an episode that's not set in Ambridge. Well, no, absolutely, and definitely not Borchester. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And occasionally they go to the sort of shopping centre in mm, Belfast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's quite a big deal. They go to Underwoods or something. But to, to be all the way over in Hungary is fascinating. Yeah. And Debbie's talking... So Debbie's references Roger. Roger Travers Macy, mm. who is not very well, but it's also her biological father, I think, or is it just her father? I don't... Yes. I think it is biological father. I think you're right, yeah. Because I, I didn't, I didn't know. I, was, I didn't know who Roger was. I had to look it up. Because um, on my little notes, I've got Roger, Debbie and Adam's biological father? Question mark? But I don't... It's not Adam's <laughs> biological father. It's... Um, no. It is Debbie's father. Um, and yes, he is... He's unwell. So this is the first time we've kind of encountered um, a character who is ill with COVID-19, which is which is quite interesting, I think. Yeah, definitely. I was really, yeah, I was kind of moved by it because I, I had got used to the idea of, you know, Ambridge just being in lockdown. But then to consider a character having uh, COVID-19 was a bit unsettling, I thought. Yeah. I mean... Interesting they've gone with a character we don't normally hear from anyway, that we haven't heard from probably for a really long time, mm. um, but who has a lot of significance. I think when we were talking a couple of weeks ago again about Jennifer and Brian and how, you know, Jennifer's history isn't spotless either. And I think she's always had a bit of a uh, a tumultuous relationship with Roger because I remember when she was something like she was with Brian, but then Roger returned to the scene and that created some confusion for her. Ah. Um, so he's quite a significant character. Um, and he indeed has coronavirus. He didn't go to hospital, but now he's gone downhill. And Debbie's mm. quite worried. Um, and it's making her think about the fact that she lives in Hungary. And if anyone got ill now, you know, back in the UK, if there was an emergency, she can't do anything. She's helpless. Mm. Um, and it really, really upsets her. Yes, it, yeah, I think it's just that kind of that slight help feeling of helplessness. I think, isn't it? Um, mm. Which I completely understand, and and not being able to travel back. And that, and she 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 speaks to Adam to let him know that Roger is ill, um, because you know I think that Adam was, although not his biological son. I think Roger did take him in, and she sort of mentions, you know, that not many people at that time would have, not many men would have done that at that time, I think, which is quite an interesting thing to say. Oh, yes, of course. It's probably quite a long time ago. I mean, Adam's older than us, right? So, yeah. It was maybe 30 years ago, um, and things probably were really different back then. I think nowadays it's much more common to find um, what I would call a blended family. Mm. Yeah. But back then, that was a bit more, uh, and particularly, I think, because Jennifer's, you know, she'd had this child. I think that might have been even a bit of a scandal. Yes, I think so. She was quite young. Was she quite young at the time? Was that? I don't, young, and I don't, I don't think she even revealed who his biological father was for right. a while or something. So okay. Fascinating stuff. Mm. Yeah, but, but she sort of lets Adam know, and Adam's not really, 
I don't know. He's not particularly interested in reconnecting with Roger, I don't think. Yeah, he says, well, you know, I'm not that close with him these days. And, mm. you know, my uh, Roger and my mum split up when I was eight and all that sort of thing. Mm. So, he's yeah, he's feeling a little sort of reticent to get involved. Um, and then we return to Brian, who's taking Zander, 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 out for a walk, who apparently is enjoying that walk. Um, and I love this. I think they both are, aren't they? <laughs> yes, well, exactly, because Brian's going, Oh, yes, I'm enjoying the attention a man gets with a little baby in tow. I, 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 too late to have sort of discovered that for me. <laughs> yes, yes, he's not kind of worked that out, but he's he, he has a little bit of a moment of reflection, doesn't he? Doesn't he on, mm. on just life and and Siobhan? And um, I think this is the moment where he mentions Siobhan and and her. It is, yeah. Her, Vivacity. I'm gonna I'm gonna boldly use it, um, and um, and then just and then just how sad it was that she, you know that that her you know her life ended so so early. And it's it's quite interesting actually because he he says that he wouldn't have changed anything. It, there's no sort of like oh I wish that hadn't happened. I got carried away. I you know he mm. sort of says you know I wouldn't have changed it for the world. And I suppose when when you then have a son Rory out of that and. You know, mm. there's no way you could ever wish that that didn't happen because that would mean that Rory didn't exist. Um, so I sort of understand it from that aspect. Um, mm. But I think he's being a bit more. Actually, he means more than that too, doesn't he? Yes. Because, you know, his time with Siobhan was very special. She had a lot of vivacity. <laughs> but then he does point out, well, it's easy for him to say that, seeing as he didn't lose Jennifer over it, and had he maybe lost Jenny over it, would he be more mm. rueful? Um, but because everything sort of worked out or, uh, you know, aside from her tragic mm. death, um, he actually wouldn't change that time that he'd had with her for all the world. And he's so grateful for Jenny, but he does mention how mixing family and business makes life complex. And then he's back onto Adam again. He's sort of, Adam for him is a constant, um, I don't know, there's probably a, a brilliant expression to, to describe it but that thing that he just constantly you know irritates him just a little bit it's just it's just in his mind all the time adam adam you know he's never quite adam's never quite doing everything that he wants him to do (laughs) yes yeah i was gonna i was gonna uh, well i don't know because you work you you work with your partner dave a lot um yeah so I, I don't know. I was, I was gonna. Uh, that might be a longer question than we've got time for, <laughs> as to how you know how you find mixing, you know, business and uh, and your and your family. <laughs> yes, it's um, it's very strange. I think I think now the idea of not uh, working together is stranger than the idea of working together for lots of other people. The thought of working so closely with your partner, um, people recoil in horror, you know, when I when I describe it. The fact that we do spend about generally about 80 percent of our time together. You know, we live together, we socialize together with lots of the same friends and then we work together. And not only do we work together, but the work we do is quite, as you know, George, and you've worked with us as a company, um, is quite an intense experience. Um, It's quite all consuming um but I really I can't really imagine it the other way around I think Dave and I are quite bubble people you know we get into a bit of a bubble with work and so for us we love to share it with each other yeah um no for us it works really really well actually not there aren't any downsides but um for us there are more upsides than downsides good as it should be yeah we're really lucky (laughs) yeah um obviously now we're in lockdown it's basically 100 percent of our time with each other (laughs) yes i know that's yes it takes some getting used to a whole new challenge (laughs) that's where archism tea comes in you see yes bit of time off (laughs) yeah (laughs) should we move on to tuesday's episode we we have a little little yeah i think i think we leave we leave debbie kind of wondering about about roger and and adam's relationship with roger and things like that and i think a little bit of her um, she's always the rock, isn't she? She's always the one that people go to for support, and I think she's—I think she's just struggling a little bit at the moment, um, mm. as all rocks do, I think. Um, but we'll leave her there for the moment because we'll move on to Tuesday's episode. Um, oh, yes, and we're with Alice. Mm. Which so they, ah, so this this is where it got really interesting for me this this week, I think. Okay. Um, 
because so we've got she's fed up with work and they are sort of they're sort of they're kind of having a go at her and then and then um one of her colleagues has been promoted ahead of her um and i think in alex's opinion she's she's the better candidate for the job she's more qualified she's she's better at it um and that aaron says she's better looking <laughs> yes okay well so here's my thing so they mentioned aaron now this is not, yeah. not the first time that aaron has been mentioned yeah um because he okay let, let's talk about alice Okay, let's go for Alice all in one. So in okay. this in this episode, we get Alice um, having a drink, don't we? She's sort we of do. she's um, she's kind of desperate about her wine arriving. Now, I think you mentioned mm. that you've had a prediction about this for a while. Yes, my sister and I, Katie, uh, we listen to the Archers, and we've been wondering for years now whether the Archers is going to pursue a storyline that explores Alice's relationship with alcohol um, because to us we see signs of a problem with mm. alcohol um, and we think we've noticed that and we've wondered for a while if they were going to delve more into it um, because also again was it a year or so ago now she went AWOL for a night Mm. Uh, it was a party or something and Chris couldn't get hold of her and she ended up staying the night somewhere else um, yes was that with Aaron? well indeed because that's where I remember Aaron from I remember <gasps> him at that time she was sort of going on about him a bit as though like oh there's this colleague I hate at work and he's so frustrating so annoying and to me it was a little bit the lady does protest too much. It, it, it just, mm. and th- then she spent that night away. Um, and I did, yeah, I sort of, I thought, is, is she spent it with Aaron? Um, well, I, yeah, I was getting this feeling at the time of a sort of rom-com vibe where, you know, where, where in a rom-com two characters um, fight a lot, but yes. actually it's because they have lots of chemistry. And I wondered whether that was sort of what was going on exactly. You know, she says, oh, he's so annoying. He's so annoying. Yeah. But then if they have too many drinks, that uh, anger turns into passion. Well, yeah. I, but, I mean, that never came out at the time. And whether it will do, I don't know. Um, but I, I'm sort of with you on the... on. I mean, and, and, and I think there's a lot of that throughout this week, actually. Um and we'll 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 hear hear more about that Alice is drinking later on in the week, but um, mm. yes, at least for the moment, we know that Aaron has received this promotion, um, and she doesn't you know think that he's he's the right person for it, but she's just not happy at work. I think essentially, yes, she from her point of view, they're being um, very difficult, aren't they, and demanding, and Aaron is trying to what is it move pieces around the board so that he gets credit for her work. Mm. Um, and he's not treating her well. And and from her point of view, yeah, you, you're quite sort of sympathetic with her. It does sound like work is a bit of a nightmare. But then she speaks to Adam, doesn't she? And he's been talking about how difficult he finds. He's finding work at the moment with the picker problem. Mm. Uh, and so he asks her for help. And she's a bit reluctant. But then she, you know, she makes that sort of comment again. Well, it is family. Yes. Family is more important. So she does put Adam first and say that she'll help him with trying to find pickers. Mm. Yeah, and then we we move over to we move over to Chris. No, um, oh, the lovely Chris. Yes, I know. Isn't he just lovely? <laughs> he's lovely, isn't he? Um, and he's he's um, he's got this new new idea for business venture, hasn't he? Which is making making garden ornaments. Um, which I think is great, and it's brilliant because presumably it comes off the back of. I say this with no knowledge of the qualification of the job. He's a farrier, isn't he? Which is, is. horseshoes and working with iron and, you know, that kind of thing. And presumably those are transferable skills <laughs> for making a, a kind of an iron sculpture and something. Ah, like metalwork. But I didn't know if that was what it was or I, I'm not sure. I don't quite know what his idea is. Um, but he's obviously, you know, he's got some, you know, creative streak that he wants to, wants to, wants to pull out. Um, mm. And uh, and his, his his idea is making garden ornaments, and he's been commissioned to um, commemorate the birth of a child, which is lovely. Yes, and so he's going to make a tree sculpture, isn't he? Mm. Um, 
which sounds lovely. I, I really like the idea myself. I've um, I've spent many an evening sort of getting lost down a, an online shopping uh, warren where I look at lovely things you can put in the garden. You need a bit of a bigger garden than mine, mm. um, although I'm lucky to have one at all, of course. But yeah, I always love the idea of a sort of iron structure where things can grow up as well and mm. it provides something else to the garden. I think it's a great idea. Um He's also feeling the effects of lockdown, just like everyone, isn't he? He sort of wishes he could take Alice out for a, a fancy burger mm. and a film and a dance. Yeah. Um, and I get it, you know, you're pretty lucky if those are the things that you're really missing, I suppose, if you, if those are your biggest challenges. But it's it's true, you know, if you're just the freedom to go and get a totally overpriced burger and yeah. watch a film and eat chicken mix is, you know, you, you, you know what, you're, uh, what you liked when it's gone. Yes, no, absolutely. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> we um, shortly before lockdown went to go and give blood in central London, and um, and our sort of post giving blood treat is a burger. Um, you know, like you say, one of those kind of overpriced chain burgers, uh, but it's mm-hmm. great because you sit there and it's massive and um, and uh, and some chips. And my wife's vegetarian, so she has the veggie version, but I get the meat one. Um, and it is, you know, is a, is, a, is a bit of a treat. Um, and uh, yes, you know, none, none of that at the moment. I mean, it's coming, but it's back now, isn't it? Really, it's sort of. It is. You know, yes, the possibility is back now. Yes, which is which is nice for a ridiculously sort of cheesy, greasy, oh, yeah, gherkins and mustard. Oh, yes, right. You've got me hankering now for a burger. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when we get back to Alice, he, she's ringing around for Adam, but it turns out there's quite a lot of work around, like casual work. Um, she's called Emma, who makes it clear that they can't drop everything at the Aldridge's beck and call. Excellent. Which I wonder whether Emma's enjoy the opportunity to say that to the Aldridge's. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. Yeah, but she's just finding it really hard to find anyone. Mm. Um, and But she's meant to be working. You see, I get this a lot with Alice. She makes me a bit nervous. Mm. Um, but she's meant to be working and she's still sort of I mean I suppose obviously everyone's meant to be working when they're doing these monologues <laughs> we, it would be quite boring if we just heard the inner monologue of her coming up with a presentation for Price Bauman I, I concede <laughs> but um, she's just mainly concerned about her wine mm. delivery yeah I know and this is the other thing because I, I think both in this scene and they, she's mentioned oh I could do with a drink and I, I just had a what 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 time is it? I don't know. Yeah. To me, it felt morning. Yeah. It felt like morning. It's, it, it's just those worrying signs, I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. It makes me worry the way that she um, she's sort of hoping for the opportunity to have mm. another drink, and it's sort of my wine and and that sort of thing. But yeah. you know, maybe I'm oversensitive to it. Um, and then she gets a she gets a little call. Or a, or a message from her managing director. And her immediate thought is, oh, I must be getting a pay rise or something like that. Mm. Um, which I thought was a bit of a, a sort of classic assumption made by Alice to assume that something good is coming for her and that she's going to be rewarded in some way. Yeah, I started getting very nervous at that point. I was like, oh, ooh, here we go. Um, and we sort of, uh, we, we go back over to Chris, who's having to think about trees and which tree to that he wants to make his sculpture out of. Um, um, he sort of goes through a few of them, um, including a weeping willow. It tells this quite nice mm. story about Alice, Alice climbing a weeping willow when she was younger um, and that, that Debbie would stand underneath and catch her when she fell out, <laughs> um, which is quite sweet. And that just kind of makes him reflect on his life with Alice at the moment. And, and I think one of those... You know, we were, we were, you mentioned briefly earlier on, having 100% time with each other. Um, but generally, just having a bit more time with your, you know, if you have a partner at home, I think is quite a, a positive thing in this lockdown in general. Um, yes. And he's reflecting on that, I think. Yeah, and for lots of people who work, <clears throat> basically, for lots of people who work a lot harder than me um, and, and more hours, you know, <laughs> it's actually been an opportunity to spend time with their partners, mm. um, which is absolutely lovely and then he's talking about going for an oak tree for this sculpture um which i thought you know was a bit of a, an obvious one i was like yeah i probably i probably clump for an oak yeah um and he just yeah. it symbolizes strength experience and knowledge and there is something about an oak tree you know being so old and big and 
Oh, I love them. I Absolutely. really love an oak tree. An oak tree standing in the middle of a field. There's something, something amazing about that, isn't there? Um, really, you just wonder what it's seen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Also, because I love the story of Peter Pan, um, it's one of my favourite stories. The um, It's, of course, where you get an acorn from. Yes. Mm. Mm. And then we we go back to Alice. And, and I thought, oh, thank goodness, because she sounded happy. I was like, ah, so it wasn't my, you know, it wasn't my worst fears. She's obviously fine. She's f- sounding really kind of really happy. Um, and cause, you know, presumably she's been promoted. But then we hear actually that she has left her job. Um, sort of back from Chris that, yeah, she's left her job. Um, she's been un- underappreciated. She's had enough. This is, you know, it's just, you know, one too many times that Aaron has kind of got the wrong side of her. Um, mm-hmm. And she's, she's, she's left, which is, I don't know. I don't know. It's, that sounds like a sudden, sudden decision to make. Yes, I mean, I suppose Chris does say, oh, she's been having a tough time with her work. Um, she's not enjoyed working with Aaron. Um, and so for him, whilst it's a shock, he can go, oh, well, I suppose it makes sense. But yes, to me, it sounded like quite a, a drastic move, particularly in these, um, you know, in this time when work and income isn't secure anyway for anyone um but you know she sounds happy apparently and of course we finish the episode with with the sound of wine being poured Mm. um and we get this sort of strange drip feed of information throughout this week's episode where she says well the boss said that he rang just for a little pep talk um and she complains that you know the last presentation she did actually resulted in loads of inquiries so she was sort of affronted by the idea that she needed a more encouragement or mm. uh, some assistance or something um so you know she said i'm done i'm done with this they can they can shove their job where the sun don't shine in fact yeah i do, I, I do sort of wonder whether i don't know if he'd been in the office or, you know in person that would have been a harder step to take but by being at home and remote working, whether that kind of, I don't know, slightly takes out the reality of the situation of chucking in your job. Um, it feels slightly dreamlike, I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good point because there's sort of this um, this one step removed from the reality. You're not in the room with a human being. Mm. It, yeah, you're right. It doesn't feel necessarily real life or mm. something. Yeah. Mm, that's a really good point. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you have them sometimes. Yes, occasionally. Occasionally, <laughs> I do have them. Okay, so we move on to Wednesday's episode, and uh, yeah. we've got Chris um, talking about the fact that, yeah, that Alice was up really early, and she seems really happy um, and relaxed, and she she seems really positive about the decision. Yeah, she seems very positive, but almost completely out of character, doesn't she? You know, he mm. brought she brought him a cup of tea at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And was very bright and breezy. And I wondered whether, you know, whether it was a sort of reliable uh, presentation of how she feels. And he does actually then say himself, he's like, actually, I wonder whether there's a bigger reaction coming when this all hits home. You know, maybe Mm. right now we're in a state of euphoria, but uh, I wonder what it's going to be like when it kind of all sinks in. Mm. Um, But he's interrupted anyway, because he gets a message from... Uh, Louis's father-in-law so Louis is the man who sort of uh, commissioned Chris to make the sculpture for his ensuing baby I'm sure you shouldn't say ensuing baby <laughs> <laughs> but it's the father-in-law who who doesn't like the oak tree idea sends mm. Chris into a bit of a yeah which I was a bit I was a bit defensive of Chris's yeah I thought that the tree idea was quite nice and I think oak tree you know I think it might be a little obvious, but I think it's still quite a nice idea. So yeah, he's kind of he set up a chat for for later on with Louis's father-in-law because they're funding the funding the sculpture. So that's I guess that's fair enough. Mm. Um, I suppose. So yeah, we can see what happens with that. Um, we pop over to Brian, who's kind of just he's he's out with a coffee. Well, he's got a coffee. It was so idyllic, actually. You know, I mean, look, I don't like the the, the sounds of eating noises and slurping noises. You know, that still stands. Yes. But <laughs> but I did enjoy this moment of peace where he says, well, you know what? I've got a coffee, a paper, 
and some sunshine and I'm that things could be worse. Mm. And Adam, Adam's told him about the fact they're struggling for pickers and uh, but, but Alice has, inverted commas, taken the day off uh, to help mm. with the picking. She's not told her parents yet, um, which again yeah. is sort of, yeah, just that idea of keeping something to your, so you give to yourself, something to yourself. And then, and later, I think possibly set later on, but 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 Brian actually decides that he is going to, um, going to try and help him. Maybe he can have a chat to some people, see whether yeah, see whether he can convince anybody to to go and help out with the picking. Yeah, and this just sort of makes me think. You know, Brian, for all his uh, friction with Adam, he doesn't relish in in Adam's difficulties. It's not a it's not a very nasty relationship where he's sort of pleased when Adam's not doing well it's not that kind of rivalry you know he wants to help Mm. his way of helping sometimes probably is a bit overbearing but clearly he he he's not happy that Adam's having a difficult time he really wants to help and Mm. and I worried that maybe you know was Brian overstepping the mark but um well we find out later it works out quite well but I was I was like, oh yes, Brian is nice. <laughs> yeah, and and actually the fact that, and as you say, it does work out, and he manages to convince um, people to go and help out. And I don't know, it shows that he's a, he is a personable person. Like he, I don't know. I think as you know, as with Emma's reaction initially, that sort of like, oh, you know, we're not, we can't just drop everything every time the biologists need a, need a hand. Um, and I thought that might be the reaction for a few people, but. When Brian goes and speaks to them in person, he managed to talk to talk quite a few people around to, to the idea of it. And I think yeah. it just shows that he is, I don't know, he's quite a you know, sociable guy. And yeah, more than more so than you might initially imagine with Brian. I think. Yeah, I think it makes sense, you know, of his all of his success in his career. He mm. can't be an, an, a difficult person to be around, a cantankerous man, because he's had so much success. Um, yeah, no, you're right. And he also mentions Eddie and Will, doesn't he? Because he says that Will seems a lot better, and he he makes a really lovely observation about how strong Eddie and Clary were last year when Will was so low, and he's not quite sure, you know, how they did it. He has so much respect for them, and he also, you know, mentions yeah, he actually doesn't enjoy seeing Adam stressed, but at least he knows it's, it's not to the same degree. Yeah, so I think he said it in the previous episode or Monday's episode. Maybe it's this episode. He does love Adam. Mm. Yeah. Which I think, I don't know whether, you know, I've taken that for granted or not, but actually he says to, he says to Zandra, you know, he says, oh, you know, don't tell Adam and Debbie how much I love them. And I wanted to say, Brian, absolutely tell Adam Do, how much yes. you love them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That really help. <laughs> yeah. It's that slightly, slightly masculine unwillingness to display emotion i think that's kind of hung over from a previous generation um yeah unwillingness to 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 say i love you <laughs> um oh. it's a little 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 sad but but it's nice to hear that he does at least yeah um and, and so you're right so he goes and helps and, and gets more people yeah which is great oh and then that's it so debbie has mm. contacted alice she wants a video call which has made Alice a bit nervous and then when we move to Debbie she's just spoken to Jennifer mm-hmm. um, her mother and she's enjoyed actually seeing how close sort of Jenny and Brian are and she's so relieved that they're healthy mm. um, and she references sort of we mentioned this again a couple of weeks ago Jennifer's capacity for love and how well she she did when she had to take on Rory mm. but then she feels guilty about Debbie feels guilty about Roger and she's also spoken to Peggy and Kate. And so she's just yeah. she's really just missing the family, isn't she? Mm. Yeah, I think she's just really she's just struggling and um and she ends up she ends up having a chat with with Alice as well, and Alice ends up telling her everything about the, the new job. Um and uh but but also says, you know, don't don't tell don't tell mum and dad if if you don't mind. <laughs> it's like you know, that letting letting your big sister in on a secret kind of thing. It's quite quite oh, sweet yeah. really i had a lot of sympathy for that the amount of times i've tried to keep a secret from my sisters and <laughs> it's just impossible like i can't i can't do it they were sort of talking and i'm going uh, uh, and before i know it i've told them all the things i vowed that i wasn't going to reveal 
it's um yeah, I mean the other thing that she well possibly slightly given away I don't know is again Debbie I think with us recognised the fact that Alice has been knocking back the wine mm-hmm. um, which and, and I thought this was a really interesting moment because she says oh she was really knocking back the wine but then says oh but actually you know I can't really judge on, on my second gin and tonic and mm-hmm. and it's that slightly hard thing with a relationship with alcohol where because it's not it's not an easy, it's not a line where it's, well, that's illegal. It's not like it's drugs where, you know, somebody's, somebody's taking drugs. You're like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's obvious that that is a line that somebody has crossed over for whatever reason um, that mm. they've, 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 they've taken that decision. Um, whereas with, with drinking, because it's, well, both legal, but also socially acceptable and socially encouraged mm. quite a lot of the time, it's quite hard to say, well, are you, are you having too much? Is that, you know, you're becoming a bit too reliant on it i think it's a hard mm. it's hard to you know to, to in in those kind of beginnings of, of, of if it is a dependency that we're seeing um it's mm. hard to bring it up i think yeah i think that's a really good point you're right it, it must be so hard to work out when when someone's moved from enjoying a drink to needing a drink mm. um yeah and i don't think it's it's often takes someone to get much further over that line before anybody says anything mm. and uh, and you're right because it's so prevalent in society it, it you know how can people mm. say oh you've got a problem with alcohol when lots of people drink a yeah. lot they just don't have a problem with it, it mm. it's a really difficult one it's really tricky yeah um but of course it's one of the most addictive drugs there is yeah so we should probably be talking about it a bit yeah. more um, yes but you know Alice is fine she says Alice is fine she's always fine mm. and I think it's funny that she talks about herself Debbie talks about herself being the rock but she's also kind of doing a similar thing with Alice well Alice is always fine mm. and um, and that's true and I'm sure Alice is fine but that can be a dangerous assumption to make because then you're not aware yeah. of when somebody needs a bit more help yeah I know and then she mean. thinks about ringing Chris yes um it's just also to tell you know stay out of it it's not your it's not your job you don't you don't be the overbearing old sister um <laughs> but then i think she does doesn't she she does ring chris um <laughs> despite the pep talk she gives herself um i know i love that moment i thought that was such a sweet bit of storytelling a bit of character yes. oh yes well done Debbie. you know march in there and take over but then she just does it anyway yeah i know i think alice sort of regrets telling debbie everything um Mm -hmm. but then i think i think it might have been unavoidable but it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting isn't it my my question that i sort of just noted down was was alice doing a good job um we sort of touched on it earlier and and i don't know whether she was you know whether she you know she mentioned being late returning phone calls and emails and and i think that it is a hard environment to working in this remote working and Mm. Um, particularly, I don't know if your husband is out working as a farrier because he needs to for his job still, and she's at home, bored uh, possibly. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's just let things slip a little bit because actually, um, you know, they were kind of threatening her with the sack um, on the call. So whether she jumped before she was pushed, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. I had a similar feeling, yeah. Yeah, well, but, but, but Chris kind of is looking, you know, she's having all these thoughts and Chris is <laughs> watching her out of the window thinking, oh, she just looks, you know, she's so peaceful. So it's such happier <laughs> now she's out of that job. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I think it's a sign that you don't always know exactly what's going on inside someone's head. And he's not worried about the wine intake um, at all. Uh, and he just blames the job for making her so mm. stressed. And then he just lets us sort of know, doesn't he, that the father-in-law was of... Louis was lovely and mm. he does in fact love the idea he just wanted to ask if, if it could be a birch tree instead yeah which is fab which is great I think that's I yeah. always I was like yes yes Chris <laughs> um because it sounds like a nice symbolism yeah it does sound like a really sort of lovely symbol of regeneration hope and promise of the future um but I just found it so funny because of course 
again, another sort of symptom of being in lockdown where everything is written down and emailed a lot more. You're not having personal conversations as mm. much. It's just funny how things can be read in text form yes. versus the tone of actually how they're meant. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a real hard one to, to judge, isn't it? Both when you're sending it yeah. and receiving it. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. But uh, and then and then we we get and this is another thing that has kind of cropped up with um, with the Carters uh, before, but is the fact that Chris, I think, is ready for a baby and has been ready for a baby for a few years now, and Alice mm. is, has always been a little bit more, oh, you know, not ready yet, not ready yet, not ready yet. I'm not quite sure how old they are, and I don't, you know, I don't know whether there is any rush for them, but Chris just feels very hopeful of of having a child and. Um, and and wonders whether you know Alice having left her job might allow open up that as a possibility for them now um, because she won't yes. be busy with her work any longer. My prediction is that he'll be disappointed. Yeah, and I don't know. I think whether whether Alice does deep down want to have a child in the end. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um... We'll see. That's that's possibly a long way off. Um, it but. potentially is and I think what's interesting is it's, it's sort of no judgment either way whether you want mm. kids or not you know absolutely fine but yeah. the problem seems to be that they don't um they're not quite on the same page and again mm. that's fine you know people can disagree but Chris is sure that it's going to happen one day and Alice is saying yes 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 and I just wonder whether whether Alice is being truly honest with Chris and whether Chris is being truly honest about how much it matters to him yeah um and whether Alice is being honest with herself as well, like, you know, it may well be that she thinks she does want one, but actually she sat down and well, actually is that, is that right for me? And, and I think, again, having heard those throwback episodes, um, you know, of how their wedding came about um, off in Las Vegas, mm. it's the sort of thing they, they may well not have sat down and talked about before getting married. Um, yes. Yes. Anyway, we shall see what happens there. Ooh, tough one. Mm. And then finally, Thursday's episode. Yes. So as we mentioned, Brian absolutely came up top trumps. And yes. he managed to find a huge gang of pickers, including Kirsty. Um, and the Grundies are running transport and the cooler. So they've been kept together as a team. So we're with Adam. But actually yeah. we get this, this understanding that Brian really, you know, you, as you mentioned earlier, he's a good good with people he yes. actually knows how to run a business he's done this really really well i did quite enjoy um the fact that adam's giving this pep talk at the start isn't he um and i did enjoy it. he's talking to people you know kirsty's there and fallon and even tracy and none of them says anything because obviously they can't because, <laughs> because of the recording but the, the idea that adam could keep tracy silent <laughs> for this amount of time I, without making some smart smart ass remark um <laughs> that was quite funny um but uh yes it ordinarily possibly wouldn't have happened <laughs> <laughs> um that's so true and then we actually get a little reminder of something that happened again probably about last year or so um that adam had to sack ed who had been working for adam um because adam had found out that ed had been sort of handling stolen goods for somebody else mm. tim I want to say Tim. Yes, um, you're right, yeah. And whilst Adam didn't shop him to the police, he did say, you know, I can't possibly have you working for us because of all the things that happened with Brian and this chemical dump and everything. You know, we just can't risk uh, being seen to be involved in another uh, nefarious set of activities, which I really, I sympathised with Adam at the time. Um, but now it, it looks like, you know, the relationship is thawing. Yeah, I couldn't quite work out exactly. But I think Adam was a bit nervous that Ed would be angry coming back. But actually, Ed just looks a little bit kind of nervous and awkward. And I, it just felt like, it felt like, yes, like you say, that that that, that awkwardness was, was thawing somewhat. Um, That's positive, isn't it? But Adam's off to, he's, he's not getting involved with the picking. He's off to spend the day with Xander. I know! And Ian's going to do the picking. Yeah, which he's like, I can't understand why, why that would be. Why would he... <laughs> And I was thinking, oh yeah, here we go. Here um, we go. This is uh, this is this Adam, who's normally out working, thinking, oh, I'll just stay at home and look after the child. That's that's the nice easy task for today. Um, oh yeah, 
find out how he did. Yes, indeed. Let's hope he doesn't have a conversation with Alice too much about it, because uh, that <laughs> might put her even further down the line of not wanting a trial. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see how he gets on in a little bit. And we're uh, we're back with Debbie, who's having some trouble. Um, so someone in a shop that she normally goes to won't let her in because she's English, and so she might bring the disease in. And um, and also has a go at her for taking Hungarian jobs, which mm. I thought was an interesting little comment from the archers, because, of course, that's the kind of rhetoric we do hear from some sections of society in Britain about the European workers. And it's for some people, not everyone, of course, but one of the reasons why some people voted to leave the European Union. So the fact that that actually it's, you know, happening the other way round and we think, gosh, that sounds awful. Mm. Um we realise, well, actually, there's a lot of people in our own country who are capable of, of saying quite similar things to um, to people from another country, which I thought was quite political for the archers. Yes, yeah, and it, and it's, and it hurt Debbie, I think. Mm. She's been going there for years, and, you know, in the same way that... I don't know, it's that same sort of thing. Yes, I think, yes. Yes, the archers have got a little bit political. I think we should get too political. <laughs> um, we're, we're, but, we're not uh, so political. Politically neutral. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's kind of a slightly hard moment to listen to. I thought. Um, yeah, it sounded really tough, and I suppose it does just highlight how uh, crisis and um, you know things like a pandemic can make us all scared. Yeah, I think so. Um, and just and, and I don't know, slightly inward looking, possibly. I don't know, looking after mm. yourself, and and I think that's mm. understandable. Um, so, but yeah, she has a little bit of reflection and and kind of a little bit, a little bit about her past and and uh, the, the, her it's Simon is her previous previous partner. Is that right? And yes, because in the Archer Three Visited episode, um, I think it had just been revealed that Simon had been also having an affair or something, and then that's why yes, the Siobhan that's right. Brian thing. Remember, Jenny was yeah. sorry to to Debbie for. Yeah having to put her through it which is very sweet mm. um but and she feels like she's been making up for that decision to sort of leave her degree for this man mm. um she's been making up for it ever since uh, but it's time to move on yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> you get a little little snapshot of <laughs> of adam struggling a bit with uh xander making a mess um in the kitchen <laughs> it does sound like they've got a great line of a great kind of series of activities they've got lined up which I think Ian has sort of left a list of here's some things you can do, um, which is quite sweet. I know. Treasure basket. Rainbow spaghetti. <laughs> then they're going to make a rain stick. This is incredible. I know. I want to play. <laughs> it sounds great. Fun. <laughs> yeah. So it's, <laughs> but, but, but there's a real mess happening, um, mm. which is, which is fun. And it just sounds like Xander's having a ball. And I think Adam, he was, he was just, he's really sweet. I, I, I really enjoyed imagining Adam, at home having fun with his son it was it was it was mm. nice and i think he needed it i think we've heard that he's been you know so busy with work and 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 panicking and and it's just been it's just been tough i think on the farm so i think it's, it's great that he's taken a bit of time off really sensible for him as well as for zander yeah and then he says he's actually would like to do that a little bit more which i think mm. is really really positive and actually if we just sort of skip to um, at the end of it when Ian comes home you know he's still mucked in after the day in the polytunnel and um, and it sounds a little bit like Ian set him up for all of this madness and just laughed <laughs> at the mess he wasn't annoyed at all <laughs> no yeah 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 I think so and and I, you know yes I think that recognition that yes Ian's gone off and done a day in the polytunnel but he's still come home and and mucked in mm. I don't he's Adam doing that same thing I don't you know maybe there's a reflection that Adam maybe could do a little bit more in the evenings or I don't know I don't know but yes it's just that because at the moment ian's on paternity leave isn't he so at some point ian will be going back to work and and that 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 sort of family dynamic will change at that point again mm. so another um, challenge indeed yeah and debbie's 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 had a chat with roger um mm. and i thought it was quite, i thought actually I'll, I'll mention this now i thought it's quite interesting that she refers to him as roger not as her dad yes because yeah. obviously for her brian is dad and her her father That's because right. he's the man that raised her and um but her sort of biological father roger she sort of refers to roger i thought it was just it's just quite an interesting um uh point that she 
she talks, you know, refers mm. to him by his by his Christian name. Yes, and she's actually Debbie Aldridge, isn't she? So she must have at some point taken Brian's surname. Um, mm. So yeah, her connection with Brian is stronger, and then she's still calling Roger Roger. But then she enjoys this phone call a lot with him, and she's sort of actually really glad that they are um, a little closer. And she said it feels really nice for someone to be asking about her troubles. And in fact, even though she rang up to find out about Roger, mm. uh, it ends up being the other way around. And mm. and he asks a lot about what she's going through and she she's able to kind of get it all off her chest. Yeah. Uh, and he, of course, he points out something which I sort of, you know, is another theme that runs through this, that it's more that rather than her being in Hungary being the problem, it's that she the the possibility of just returning on a moment's notice has been removed Mm. and it's the it's the lack of of the possibility to pop back that has made life a bit more difficult even though she may not have popped back in six months yeah anyway but now that she knows she can't she sort of wants it more and i i definitely remember that feeling at the start of lockdown you know i don't pop up to to you know, see all my family all the time, but just suddenly not being allowed to yeah. made it more difficult. Mm. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It makes it makes perfect sense. It really does. But it's yeah, and it just sounds like it's really helped her. Just sort of a weight off her shoulders, and and we we then hear her kind of having a bath. She's got a nice glass of wine in the bath, cold <laughs> glass of wine, and a hot bath. It <laughs> really reminds me. I know we've been talking for a long time, but um, when I was at drama school when we used to get ready for a night out me and my housemates we all used to get a cold bottle of wine and then pour ourselves a glass and then have our showers not together um (laughs) individual showers because we we all used to say that um wine in a shower was an infinitely good thing i because of the cold and the hot (laughs) i was exact i did exactly the same thing but with a bottle of beer a shower beer (laughs) A shower beer is one of the, and it is exactly that exact same thing. It's when you're getting ready to go out on a night out, you usually have a quick shower, but you also want to have a beer. I, I know exactly what you mean. That's, I wonder, where, is that a common thing? Or Maybe it is. Is that just something or that we very specifically share? But it might well be a studenty <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> economy of time oh, and, uh, and economy money. of time and also economy of the alcohol itself. Yeah, exactly. Because it was cheaper to get it from the shop. No, a great, a great bar. luxury. Um, also not having a bath as well (laughs) well indeed the theme of um the theme of family is really rings so strongly in this in this week's episodes and we finish with um adam who is also reflecting on the fact that sort of a blood connection doesn't matter because look at him and zander um and he and roger aren't necessarily uh that close uh but they he you know roger not being his dad you know they were close and he was actually eight when Roger and Jennifer split up and he actually thought that it was his fault and then he thinks about what would Mm. it be like if he and he and Ian split up and so he's coming to this conclusion that he might bring Roger back into his life a little bit more Mm. um, with Debbie as well which made me very excited because if that means more Debbie Aldridge I'll be very happy Um, but still you know the Aldridges and their weird uh, sort of idiosyncrasies he uh, he needs to keep this from Jennifer and Brian because, you know, Roger sets Brian off and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I just feel like secrets are never going to help situations. Yeah. I can just see it happening where even though he and Brian are really close and actually Brian loves him very much, mm. he's going to upset Brian because Brian's going to find out that Adam's been seeing Roger and that's just going to be another bone of contention for them when it doesn't need mm. to be. Yeah, and, and, and it's in, like how much, I don't know, it's kind of a lack of faith in Brian to be able to put all of that stuff from the past and leave it in the past. I don't know. I don't know, you know, how many years has it been since all that happened? And would Brian mm-hmm. still be furious every time his name is mentioned? I don't know. Maybe he would be, maybe. But like you say, any sort of secrets being kept like that don't ever really help, I don't think. Um, no. Which he sort of then reflects on with his his previous infidelities, with because mm. you know he sort of says, "Oh, you know, I sometimes I you know I can't believe Brian would would cheat on Jennifer, but then actually he did that, and uh, he can't really judge." Yeah. Um, uh, 
and and that was was not the not the brightest thing in the world for him to do. And he indeed, just like Brian, is feeling very grateful to still have Ian. You know, Brian was so grateful yeah. to still have Jenny, and now he's just as grateful to still have Ian. Yeah, so they are very similar. Absolutely. And there we are. So the Aldridges. We had a funny, funny week with the Aldridges, um, but very interesting. Very interesting. What an amazing family. I thought occasionally the writing. I think occasionally they kind of it was slightly on the nose, like you know, it's, oh, we you know blood doesn't matter. It's like I, I kind of got that. <laughs> I don't know whether you needed to <laughs> kind of explicitly say that, but but you know they they've got the point across. So that's that. So it's really lovely and uh, and indeed um, yes, another interesting week. A fascinating week. I look forward to next week's episode. Indeed. Um, so thank you all for listening to us witter on. We hope mm. you also have a wonderful week. Please use Arches and Tea as an excuse to sit down and have a cup of tea and a biscuit and relax. Or a glass of wine in the bath. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you so much, George. Thanks, Charlie. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.